Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Thin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by... Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the 153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. Boom, let's get this show started. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Chasing the Tide, your saltwater connection on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dustin, uh, back with you for another segment here. Uh, just give you a little recap of what's been going on the past few weeks. Um, Old Salty went up north <laughs> and uh, fished one of the Northeast Texas Kayak Bass Leagues events. They kicked off their fall series on Lake Athens. I went up there, did a little pre-fishing in the evening, and... Uh, Threw a one-knocker spook all day and pulled off a second-place finish. So I was pretty stoked on that to get out the get out of the salt water here and go try to chase some bass and uh, see if I can still catch them. And uh, ended up getting pretty lucky. So yeah, it's been going on. Been on the water, uh, kind of scouting for a trout tournament coming up. Um, we have some, uh, you know, a few cold fronts here and there, but we definitely need some ones to stick around a little bit longer. Um, you know, it's that time of year that transition. Uh, water's cooling down. Days are getting shorter. Um, you know, it's just uh, some days after the fronts with the high pressure, just having to downsize baits a little bit has helped. But, uh, yeah, there's been some fish moving. Uh, like what I'm seeing, there's still some redfish in the marsh. So everybody get out there and catch some fish. Uh, you know, we're going to go ahead and bring our guest on right now. i got somebody, Texas local here. Uh, I'm going to bring him on tonight, Michael Escamilla, in the house tonight on Chasing the Tide. What's up, brother? What's going on, brother? Oh, man, just just, uh, just rolling. Pulled out the uh, Christmas uh, decorations and all that. <laughs> went to the oh. movies today. Went with the family. Went and saw the Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's pretty dangerous, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. My wife got you hanging Christmas lights, huh? 
oh, I'm not hanging Christmas lights. We just pulled out the tree and all the little yeah. gnomes and all. She's like, it's a gnome thing this year, like little Christmas gnome. This is pretty cool. Yeah, my wife did the whole Grinch thing, man. She set up November 1st. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, we got a Grinch blow up the other, uh, about a week back. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put that out and I'll put some stuff up. I'm, I'm not, I don't hang no lights, man. I don't do <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan of that, man. I'm, I'm not, not a fan, fan of, of the lights. Either. I'm not a fan yeah. of the lights. Now, if I did do lights, it'd just be the little single white ones, just little the round like the old school yeah, yeah, lights yeah. that yeah. go around the roof line. I think that looks pretty cool. It was nice and clean, yeah. I don't want no Griswold funk, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> oh man, yeah. But thanks for coming on the show, man. Uh, you know, we'll start out. Uh, just give everybody a little backstory. You know, uh, introduce yourself. Tell everybody where you're. You know where you're from and uh you know fishing history and kind of what led you to that plastic boat yeah man i appreciate you having me on man i started off pretty much just like everybody did you know back creek fishing you know, going down to the coast with the family heading on the pier yep. you know i grew up about 20 feet from a little creek and uh i would catch grasshoppers grasshoppers out in uh out in the field my uh, grandfather was a fa- farmer so we'd have crickets and grasshoppers and i'd you know get a little jar full of a man and head to the creek and just hang out there pretty much all day and uh put it on a bobber and watch little bass little channels come through and that's how it started and uh man i've been here pretty much texas just about my whole life about 33 out of the 35 years i've been alive and uh just enjoy fishing in general it started as a kid and it was just uh just a little hobby and yeah, that um, addiction run starts yeah, early though man <laughs> it starts early man it, it, it kind of petered out when you know, i went to college and you know focused on other stuff in school and cars yeah. you know all that stuff and now Girls. that i'm getting older getting getting slower man it, it's it's more yeah. of a more of like a more of a passion put it that way true true that definitely yeah. same here you know same man and uh man i honestly it was just it wasn't very big uh you know on the majority of my family but my dad kind of kind of put me on it it was uh more of a pastime like a bonding time you know what mm-hmm. i mean you know our family didn't really do it but my dad uh he didn't know much about it so you know we go out there to academy walmart bro, buy the leaders you know all the other cheap stuff and yeah you know the one-time stuff you take out there and it just gets put in the closet you know for six seven months but uh it was always there it was it wasn't uh it wasn't it wasn't a big part but it was always there oh yeah for sure then, then what what spurred your interest to to jump in a kayak? When, when did that Man, come There was this one time here fishing out of the lakes. Uh I'd been bank fishing, you know, numerous times, 10, 15 times, probably caught one fish. And all these guys in kayaks coming in with stringers full and boats, you know, coming in with ice chests full. Yeah. I just got tired of it. Just got yeah. tired of just sitting and watching and it was like, you know, I got to get on the water somehow, you know, by any means necessary. And it was, you know, I didn't have a huge budget, you know, four or 500 bucks. And next thing you know, cruising online, you know, Craigslist and picked up my first ocean kayak, man. Ocean kayak Prowler 13. And that was it. Yeah. It was yeah. all downhill. Yeah, it was all that, in. Man. Like yeah, new areas man. open up, you can get further. I mean, you oh, got to battle and spend a little energy, but it was yeah. so better than being stuck on that bank. <laughs> exactly, man. It was just a whole different world opened up, you know, just sitting on the bank True. compared to being on the kayak. You're your own person. You can go wherever you want. You can be out there for however long you want. And then it's just being that close to the water. It's different. It's a lot yeah. different. Oh, you're yeah. More, it's it's you're, awesome. You're, you're more personal with the water. You can you can see and feel different things. You know what I mean? It's just that it's a 
it's a different experience. And that's how it all started. It was just that cheap little used kayak. And it's been it's been a roller coaster ever since. Now, when was that? How long ago was that? Man, you're talking probably eight years ago, seven yeah. or eight years ago. I had a, I had a lot of uh, I had a, one good buddy of mine on Lee. He uh, he had been uh, enticing me into getting into kayaks. And, mm-hmm. you know, he'd post these big pictures of kingfish you would catch, you know, and snapper yep. up the kayak. And he was like, oh, you got to get one. You got to get one. You got to get one. So he was kind of my uh, my go to man. My yeah. uh, you know, my, my door and, uh, yeah. I don't send a picture of this kayak, send a picture of that kayak. And, uh, he was like, no, you're not going to make it out there. You'll make it, but it won't be fun. Yeah, and, it won't be fun. Know, right. And, uh, and it was just that it just, it just steamrolled from steamrolled that ocean. From pri- yeah. Ocean prowler, yeah. the vibe. And man, next thing you know, I was like, you know, I, I see these Hobie guys or these pedal drive guys going, mm-hmm. you know, miles, miles yeah. and, you know, coming out with bigger fish and more fish. And I'm like, yeah, all right, let's, let's open that door. Let's, let's invest. And, uh, I picked up an 18 Outback and it was my, I just opened up another world, you know, going oh, yeah. further, less effort, you know, more efficient. And you know, it, fishing, yeah. Oh yeah, man. It, it was, and then again, just downhill after that, it was just one door opened up and next thing you know, and here I am. Yeah, and it's it's crazy, you know. When you first get into it, you're you're like, you can be overwhelmed with with everything, and you're like, oh, man, yeah. where do I put all this stuff and this and that? But dude, <laughs> hey, out there, just there's an accessory for everything now. Everything. Just about. I mean, everything's being thought of. I mean, and, man, and that's the I, about is having everything organized. Is like, yeah, I would take I would take a me. full I would take a full tackle bag with. Oh me. yeah. I mean, I had no idea what I was doing. No crate, no nothing, no rod holders. It was just one rod and a whole giant tackle bag in the back. And I would probably use like three or four lures, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I still take a tackle hole. Yeah, you ought to see what I'm bass fishing, man. It's like, whoo. I mean, but yeah. even even in like if I'm going to go, say, like target trout, you know, mm-hmm. like this time of year, I'll have a, a small little Plano box with four or five corkies and some soft dimes. They don't have yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Some jig heads and they don't have a, like a, like the money bag that the uh, Bass Mafia sells, Tackle Warehouse sells. I'll okay. have that with my plastics and some extra yeah, jig yeah. heads and maybe my leader in there and then it's waterproof uh, so I can throw my phone and my keys in there and it fits in the crate. Yeah, yeah. And I might have a backup box with some top waters and this and that, depending on water tip and all that. Yeah, yeah I exactly. Still, I still pack a good bit of tackle. You know, it's just that, it's that bass fishing. Yeah, that, that's uh, a whole new world, man. Yeah. You guys take those guys take like 12, 15. I take 16 10, rods. 11 rods. Yeah, 10 or 11 rods. Yeah. Normally. But that's I like, crazy. you know, I'm saltwater side too, though. I'll I'll find myself sometimes with, with five rods. I'll, I'll yeah, have yeah, a top water. I have a corky. I have like the double D on yeah. there. I'll have a, a big swim bait or glide bait, plastic, yeah. and then maybe yeah. a popping cork at times. Always you know? ready to go. Always ready to go. Adapt to what they're gonna eat, you know. Sometimes, yeah, but yeah, it. it, you know, it's crazy to think, man. That I get people ask me all the time, you know, why you got on them rods? And then some guys <laughs> in the boats. I said, man, so I don't have to retie and and yeah. kill my time, especially during the tournament. I don't want to have to stop yeah. or if the bite and do stuff. You know, saying yeah, yeah. If that oh, bite tie, it could shut off at any second, man. So you got to be ready for whatever's out there. Yep, sure do. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. Well, man, I know, uh, you know, kayak fishing, you know, been pretty important to you. Um, you know, I wanted you to see if to share with your guests, uh, you went, you had an accident 
um, you know, and I wanted everybody to hear, you know, about your, you know, the rehabilitation and stuff in that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you feel free to, you know, if you're you're okay with sharing that, yeah, with yeah, you, of course. And I'd like we'd like to let them hear your story and everything. I think it's pretty damn awesome. Yeah, man. So uh, about four, it'll be four years this February. Uh, had a little kickback, you know, with some buddies, bonfire, you know, barbecuing, and uh, I went to relight the fire. Uh, oh, dumb mistake with uh, with gasoline, and um, the actual fumes around the gas tank backdropped it into the little gas tank I was using, and it blew up. And uh, and that was pretty much one of the last memories I remember of that night. And uh, I woke up two weeks later at uh, at Bamsi in, uh, in the ICU, uh, and I spent 52 days in Bamsi uh, with uh, about 40% of third degree burns over my body, <clears throat> my arms, or hands, stomach, legs, and um, yeah, man, it it was actually the rehab process. The people in that rehab and uh, that kind of sparked uh, kayak. You know, I had just gotten, I hadn't just got into it. I was beginning to get into it, but it was them um, that kind of just boosted that interest. It was, uh, it was during the rehab process. They they try to find things that you were doing in your previous before before your accidents, and uh, I told them that I was just getting into uh, you know heavy kayak fishing. And uh, at that point in time, we were just getting mobility back in my arms and my hands. And uh, they're asking, well, what do you do when you go kayak fishing? It's like, well, the majority of the time I'm lifting this 50, 60 pound kayak off the ground into the bed of the truck or lifting it over the head and putting it on top of the rack. And I was like, all right, well, let's start, uh, let's start, you know, manipulating some of the stuff that we have in the, in the rehab at our BAMP scene. So they had me, you know, deadlifting, you know, 20, 30 pounds and carrying buckets with weights in them and, you know, getting my balance back on a balance ball. And and then as I, as I progressed, uh, they were like, all right, well, we're going to need you to start taking this stuff home. You know, we're going to need you, need you to start mm-hmm. doing these things by yourself, you know, away from us. And it was it was it was that 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 inspiration, that fire is like. You know, if I could do it here in rehab, I could definitely do this at home. Yeah. And, you know, gaining my independence back is what it, what it was really was. It was uh, going from my wife taking care of me, you know, like a like a, like a baby, like a grown baby. Yeah. Uh, brushing my teeth, feeding me, you know, cutting my hair, my nails, you know, and then slowly gaining my independence back. It was more so let me do this to prove to myself that this is just a speed bump that I I can overcome this. And and that's what it was. You know, I would go outside and lift my kayak or I would, you know, see if I could, you know, put it on the bed of my truck or unload it, you know, getting my rods together. And it came down to where I needed to learn how to to retie leaders or retie loop knots or, you know, change out lures. You know, it was the basic stuff that we take for granted, you know, stuff that that comes second nature when you're on the water, like reaching back for a rod or, you know, just basic stuff that you, you know, people don't even think about. It was those things that I had to relearn. You got to say with third degree burns, you had to have some, some skin grafts and stuff. Yeah, man. And and your mobility might've changed from the way the skin stretched and healed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You relearning everything. And, uh, and it was, and then, and then being out there, having that independence kind of, it was something that I didn't want to let go. And I just right. completely involved myself in it 
to where this is my happy place. You know, everyone has their, their Zen place, yeah. you know, their time away or it, it, that was my, and it still is. And it'll, it'll yeah. be there until the day that I die. That's, that's where I can go and nothing else that go, going on in the world. I, this is just as my zone. This is my area. This is yes. where everything disappears and I can just focus on this one thing. It's true decompression time for sure. Especially oh, when you're, you, there's a lot of times in the marsh that you're, you're by yourself, you know, there's and a lot of areas spooky. you can go and find stuff by yourself or when you're fishing at night under the full moon, yeah. um, there's areas you can go and, and you'll be by yourself, you know, yeah. it's, yeah. Just, yeah. it's just them times like that where you can reflect and, and, Oh man, they, they really say, true, I, true. Get into some deep thoughts out there. Yeah, man. I see. Uh, there's a couple. I see it every once in a while. Facebook or on Instagram is that uh, a lot of fishermen don't go fishing for fish. You know, they will go fishing to find themselves. And you know, you know, finding, you know, a higher power and stuff like yep. that. And it, and it and it was that. It was uh, you know, if I can do, if I can go through what I went through, you know, what else can I overcome? You know, yep. how how much further can I take this? You know what I mean? True. Oh yeah, right on, man. Thanks for sharing all that. Man. Yeah, of course. You know, just to, to come back from that and have drive and and uh you know and then the aid in the recovery and stuff is, is pretty cool, you know. Definitely. For sure. Yeah, so getting moving into this little list I got, you know, sometimes I I'll take the time and try to get an outline and everything. That's why you <laughs> see me kind of glance down at everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. I take my glasses off, you know, because I get I get a glare. Like, Man, a glare. If, if we didn't have a list, we could probably <laughs> ramble on about whatever for for. Hours. Oh, I know we probably didn't even need a list, but you know, <laughs> I try to keep it a little bit structured on this. Yeah, no, I got tide you. Kind yeah, of yeah, keep, yeah. Keep me rolling. Uh, I'll throw some stuff off the hip every now and then, though. Yeah, I'll I got you. Some too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, so you coming back after the injury and everything? I mean, you still had to have a few um, surgeries here and there. Uh, yeah, I, uh, so. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had the accident, you know, really started messing with my hands as far as mm -hmm. uh, the skin getting tight. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm pretty sure you could see it. These little skin grafts right here. Yeah. And uh, my thumb and uh, right here, too. Uh, so they had, to, they had to split open some of my skin and put a, a full thickness graft to get to where my hands could come back and, you know, get in a kind of like a push-up position. Yeah. Because when I came out, my I looked like I was, ah, you know, I was yeah. getting at somebody. So yeah. just because the skin was just so tight, you know, in these right. areas. So, uh, yeah, so it was uh, it was about about a year and a half of uh, surgeries after the accident yeah. uh, that I had to go back. So that kind of kept me out. Uh, it was funny. The day that I got hurt was the was two years to the date of when I went back to work. So it was wow. uh, it was a year and a half process and then like six months of being independent before I was able to go back and be efficient at, you know, man. being a mechanic again, yeah. put it that way. So, yeah, man, it, it was uh, I mean, I met so many awesome people, you know, in the kayak community that I, I probably would have never met had I not been yeah. part of the kayak community. That's you know, crazy. You know, I'm talking yeah. from Houston to Rockport to to, you know, 
the 956 area down in the valley. Yeah, I, there's, a, oh. there's a big old group of all of us that through Facebook groups and all that, we kind of keep up and oh, eventually yeah. run to each other on the water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, look, look how, I mean, just, I wanted to get your viewpoint of, you know, what you've seen as far as San Antonio area, um, the growth that yeah. you've seen. I, I see a lot of San Antonio guys um, in some of the offshore events too. It seems like there was a, a good surge of a lot of guys driving down to fish offshore from San Antonio mm -hmm. also, which is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it, it's from what I've seen in the past th just three or four years, it's gone from an interest. And then of course COVID hit. So people were anxious to get out on the water, get out of the house and yep. what better way to get somewhere by yourself than on a kayak. Yeah. You know, you're, you're definitely out on the water, you know, away from everybody. And, and it, it that kind of just sparked it over here in San Antonio, people, you know, looking to get on the lakes, get on the rivers or, you know, just to get out of the house period. And, True. and it was just it, the last two years alone has gone from, you know, people just talking about it, you know, in small groups to where, you know, you got, groups from all over Texas, you know, meeting up and having meet and greets and yep. people, you know, people traveling from Houston to come fish, you know, Corpus waters or, you know, Austin coming down to Corpus or hell, even us going down to down in the Valley, you know, yep. stuff like that. And, and it's, 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 and it's fun. It's fun to meet these people that share these same passions with you, you know, the same yep. interests. And cause you, you end up at the kayak launch or end up, you know, getting back into the truck and you, you end up spending more time at the kayak launch, you know, chopping it up versus yeah. being on the water. You know what I mean? And yeah. And I've met people from all over, you know, Texas, just just new to it. And it's gone from people just being in these, you know, you know, everyday kayaks to, you know, complete strangers being in these five thousand dollars motorized completely just it's been an explosion, put it that way. And it's it's yeah. good to see, you know. It's good to see because it, it, it grows a community a lot stronger and a lot bigger, you know, in case you do get in a bind or if you need advice. You know, a lot of people, a lot of, I've known a lot more kayak guys to be more informative and more helpful than not, not dogging on the bank guys or the boat guys. But, you know, kayakers have a different edge to them as far as being helpful, put it that way. Yeah. For sure, definitely. <laughs> so offshore, um, you know, have you've gotten to, to um, enjoy some of that over the years? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, what's, your, what's your favorite fish to go out there and target when you get a chance? Man, or, or when you, I go ahead. You know, the, the beach launches is cool because you know if, if some people might be listening elsewhere in Texas, there's a lot of beach access mm -hmm. we have in vehicles, so that's what you can cool cool here is that you can drive and. And kind of pick mm -hmm. your launch point, kind of set it up due to wind and current and all that. So yeah, hey, give yeah. Give a rundown of that. Uh, some some of your uh, memorable uh, trips and catches on, on, on offshore. So what really wanted what I wanted to go out and catch were kingfish. You know, you're seeing these guys hold up these giant giant mm -hmm. fish, you know, off a kayak. You know, yep. tie six miles offshore, and and that's what it enticed me to get a you know a pedal drive. I wanted to get out there and catch a big old kingfish. And uh, it was it's surf launching. It's crazy. It can get it can get gnarly at times, you oh, know. Yeah. And it, you really gotta you gotta go out there with a friend or somebody that's been out yeah. there before. Yeah, you and, definitely uh, won't don't want to solo uh, 
offshore fishing. Oh, sure. yeah, for sure. And, <laughs> and, and we're lucky. Group, group and, is good. Yeah, and we're lucky here in, in Texas, you know, to where we can drive on those beaches. You yeah. know, out in Florida, you know, you got to either drag your kayak over the dunes or from some the of those, parking lot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or through the parking lot, man. It's <laughs> that soft white sand over there that's pretty yeah. dang crazy. You don't have yeah, any yeah. tires. You are hurting. Yeah, but we're uh, we're fortunate enough to where we can still drive on our beaches for now. Um, but yeah, it, it was uh, it's the learning curve getting through those breakers. It isn't too yeah. bad, you know, getting out there and you know trolling for kingfish, and that's what really wanted me to get out there. And it's fun, man. That initial kingfish run is like oh, yeah. nothing out, nothing it's out awesome. there. It'll yeah, dead stop you in the middle of the ocean. You know what I mean? Yeah, super cool. And uh, you get it, get get them fish like that, man. Yeah, uh, for sure. But uh, you know that that kingfish kind of vibe kind of kind of died out, and it was more yeah. so. Uh, let's get into like some you know some snapper or some some other pelagic, yeah. some you know jack or vols, you know stuff like that. Cobia, lean. Cobia, get, they like I to have, hang out around structure too. You know, we, we're great. I we have nearshore stand pipes and some of the short rigs nearshore with within two or three miles that, that we can get to in a kayak yeah. that that's some pretty cool options we have, you know, but, but at times some kingfish will move in, you know, super, super close, you know, mm-hmm. around and the jetty. I've seen people passes. catch them at, uh, catch them off the beach too. Yeah. Off the beach also. Yeah. yeah but, uh, yeah. yeah, man. So that was, that, that was really, that was uh, the inspiration to get out there just catch a big old kingfish and that, that re-entry man, that, uh, that'll, that'll, that'll really make you, uh, they kind of man up when you yeah. when you're coming in that way so uh, yeah it's always good to to stow your rods and and pull your lures off if you can yeah, yeah by no means i'm not a professional at it but uh i've learned yeah. some some tips and tricks and you know how to how to not lose so much gear put it that way <laughs> yeah you, you learn how to read the water um yeah. me growing up surfing and and learning and knowing where to paddle out and use the rips to my advantage yeah and then you know, looking for the, where the waves are breaking and where they're not breaking and how to break that down and kind of yeah. weave your way through everything. Definitely. It definitely helped me from, from yeah. being a surfer, uh, yeah, yeah. my life, you know, it's definitely helped me understand the waves and I'm, um, you know, respectful of the water and the power of the ocean. You have sure. to be, man. It, to it'll be. humble you it'll real, humble quick. real quick, really quick, quick. <laughs> for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, uh but right now, it's mainly trying to get out there and uh, been get into jig fishing, like yep. vertical jigging, vertical slow jigging, pitching. slow pitch. Yeah, yeah, man, it, it's kind of blown up here in Texas lately. You know, a lot it's of the big thing in Florida, and that slow pitching is finally coming on over here. Right, yeah. right, 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 equipment, and it's 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 downright deadly. It's more it's right. it's yep. more of a technical thing than it is mm-hmm. just to going out there and just ripping a bait. So. Uh, yep. I think that's more of the uh, my in, the interest of what I like to what I like to personally do is yeah. go out there and pick apart you know a certain area with a certain lure or a certain condition, and uh, that's kind of peaked my I've, I've dipped too much money into the slow pitch stuff right now. Oh yeah, uh, it can be yeah. downright uh, expensive. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the key to that is definitely having a a, a great uh, sonar fish finder and and understanding how structure and stuff looks too yep, on the bottom yep. if anybody's listening is curious that's um, a learning curve too man that's a big learning curve in general, oh my gosh uh, yeah <laughs> there's so much technology coming out nowadays with that stuff you know live scan and bottom view and down scan and you know it, it's that's a whole nother box of worms man that it, it is it's, you can it's open crazy. a pandora's box big time 
all yeah, that crazy yeah. stuff. Three sixty, <laughs> the true view, true vision, live scan, you know, pan optics and all that stuff. Man, I got crazy. a buddy that just picked up the Lawrence uh, Lawrence uh, Live mm-hmm. Live View or something like that. Yeah, and he took it out to the flats about 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 a month and a half ago, and we could see pinfish coming in and out of the pockets. Mm-hmm. About 15, yeah, 15, 20 yards from us. And you could see these little, little pinfish cruising along, stopping in the pockets, and then cruising along some more. It was the craziest thing. I mean, four foot of water, three, yeah. four foot of water. And we're seeing redfish ambush these pinfish. It was nuts. It was think about using that in, in for white bass in the in the oh. holes when, they, when they spawn. Yeah, uh, yeah. Brush piles with the bass or deep told, structure for yeah. snook or, or big trout or, or big oh, redfish on, on structure. It's I told cool. him. I told him you're coming along with me on a scouting trip. I need to figure that thing out. <laughs> figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely crazy. Um, yeah. Where the techno- technology is going, especially with the with the ways uh, companies are starting to adapt and make mounts that, that work with kayaks. There's some yeah. there's a few companies out there that have, have opened up that door, you know, to to be able to mount those to kayaks. I know there's quite a few of the. Uh, trails out there that the guys are on there there's some people out there already using that live scope and 360 oh really and no kidding yeah there's quite a few guys already out there yeah and that that is that's deadly if you Especially know how to, bass if, tournament. i mean it, it can make you it can definitely try to make you put all your eggs in one basket and just mm-hmm. use that but i mean i'm not going to depend solely on that I would gotcha. not definitely mix it up a little bit. <laughs> I mean, sure. it, it, it's a, it put it this way. It's, it's a, it's an, another tool to put in your toolbox. You know what I mean? Oh yes. Yeah, another tool in the arsenal, which yeah, doesn't, exactly. hurt, doesn't hurt at all. Yeah. I don't hurt. Yeah, man. Shoot, I mean, just man. like, uh, just like these motors, these kayak motors. Oh yeah. That opens up another 15 miles, another 10 miles to your journey. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's going pretty good. I'm, I'm stoked to see some of the saltwater trails starting to, get on board and allow motors all that good stuff that's a that's a major factor you know it's just another another tool of the trade you know it helps with range it helps with uh you know not being as fatigued you know it's just like everything else that that, that the technology helps with you know really light rods really light reels yeah Um, you know the way i i see it the more time i have to keep that lure in the water the better chances of having a fish exactly eat it you know so fatigue from casting is a big factor to me too i like to Mm -hmm. you know i like my my gear light and you know i can cast all day (laughs) i've seen i've seen you cast i mean 10 times in 60 seconds yeah i mean put it right where it needs to be put it where it needs to be I've yep. seen you burn that reel all day long before, man. Yeah, it, it's, I can do that. It's it's crazy, and you, you'd be surprised on how sore you can get the next day. Oh after, yeah, you know, hardcore yeah. fishing like that. It'll catch up to you on the multi-day tournaments, <laughs> <laughs> especially working in the top water all day. All um, day, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, dang, that'll whew, that'll get you, yeah. man. So we'll get into you know this time of year, man. It's just this transition time. You know, like I said, the, the days are getting shorter. You know the water's cooling off. Yeah, and fish are gonna start fattening up for the winter and all that. And then it, you know it's time for me to to start switching gears and chasing some trout, trying to yep. trying to trying to get that dirty thirty. Yeah, man. <laughs> Every, everyone's trying to get in that that group, man. It, it's uh it's a coveted group. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Especially from a kayak. Put it that way. You yeah. know, both can burn spots here and there, but 
you know, creeping up on a uh, big old healthy mama, man. That's, uh, it yeah. takes a little bit of talent to do that. We got some stealth to our advantage being in that kayak, but then again, it's right place, right time. Oh, that yeah. fish could have been there, but it's not, not time for not hungry. Feed. Yeah. Yeah. It all comes down to that wind, yeah, tide, yeah. moon phase, conditions, mm-hmm. lure presentation, all that and good got, stuff. You yeah. Know? And you got to understand that fish is old. So that oh, yeah. fish That's has smart. seen some changes. It has seen some, you know, it's seen just about everything. <clears throat> so she can be picky. And yeah. she has every right to be for being, you know, yeah. over 30 and fat and, and healthy. You know what I mean? So getting that fish to eat what you're presenting to them, that's mm-hmm. a, that's an accomplishment in itself. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> but but yeah, being this... stealthy is a is a key and then in uh, lower light conditions at times. I definitely yeah. like that. There's less, yeah. you know, the boat other big boats aren't running around yeah. in the middle of the day or, or mid morning and all that. There's not a lot of boat traffic and all that. And pressure the fish might've pulled back up on that flat, you know, to yeah. feed, yeah. you yeah. know, yeah. in that early, super early, right before sunrise or just yeah. after sunset, you know, or in the middle of the night on the full moon, you know, yeah. less boat traffic. If you got areas you can hit, man, that's just heightens the chances right there, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like this. I like this time of year because there seems to be a little less kayak traffic because it, it's cold. The yep. water is damn near freezing. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're talking launching at dark, getting mm-hmm. a little bit of water on you, and it'll yep. freeze you to death. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. So uh, it's transition time, but when this winter time comes around, you'll, it's, it's one of not my absolute favorite, but with these big trout, you know, yeah. and, and these, uh, and these, these cool, cool mornings, uh, it, it, it's a fun time to be out in the water. It you know, is. I, and a lot yeah. of time when it's cold, the boaters get a later start, too. Yeah. Or yeah, if it's yeah. rainy and drizzly, some of them might not even go out. But they don't I'm, even go out. I'm all over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I got I have rain gear that's been, you know, I got that wash-in uh, treatment. and Yeah, 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 yeah. Or you invest in a good scent, like the Gore-Tex stuff is really uh-huh. good, at, you know, for water being water repellent and all that just yeah it sucks when it's cold and you get wet that's what sucks yeah. if you yeah. if it's cold and you can stay dry and have layers to shed it's not if it too does bad. Warm yeah. up, that's that's all good i'm all down for that i'll yeah. be all over that <laughs> when you get that when you get that pissed off trout you know splashing all over you yeah you know, it's a different story <laughs> oh man there's times when you'll be fighting them they just come up and just rake them gills and shatter you know, mm-hmm. to just rattle them and, and shatter that water everywhere. And it's yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. you know, sunglasses got salt water all over them now. I'm just like, God, can you see? You know, I, I, lost, I lost a good one the other night. That, oh, really? You know, it, was, it was about 2.30 in the morning. And had a, and had a good fish already, had one. And I had a really good thump and it toppled my corky. And, and and I don't know how. It's just, it's just unbelievable how those fish can strike a lure so fast. And then cork. Taco it and then they did not get a hook in their mouth. It's just like exactly. crazy how quick they they're just oh they're just so ferocious sometimes. Man, that's oh, you feel it. But I had that. Yep. I hooked the next one. I think I thought I had good hooks in it, but it only yeah. when I saw it, I didn't have my net. I had left my net at home, uh-huh. and my headlamp was kind of acting up. But I could see the fish come up inside the kayak. And the water's pretty clear where I was at, yeah. and it was just like. And then yeah. it just, later, and it was. It was definitely pushing upper twenties. It was definitely a big, big fish. Yeah, yeah. Not over tell, thirty, but it was, but it was up there. Was, I tell you what, man, that thump is something else. You know, those oh, yeah. are some aggressive, aggressive fish. It, there's nothing like that. That big thump when you get it like an over twenty five. 
Oh, and yeah. you'll hit it like it's a freight train, and you'll know you got a good one on. Oh yeah, they'll pull drag when they're twenty-four or bigger. Yeah, it's a totally different category of, yeah. of a fight than, yeah. than a 18, 20 inch, twenty-one inch drag. Oh yeah, you know, it, it, it's they're a totally different class of fish. Mm -hmm. You know, man. I mean, I've only caught my biggest one is like twenty-six and a half, but I've mm -hmm. caught a bunch of twenty-fives and I've caught a yeah. bunch of twenties. And that twenty to twenty-five range, man, they're they're pissed off every time yeah. they get a hook in them, man. They are mad. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I, I just I love trout. I'm obsessed with them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drop everything to fish and go trout fishing. <laughs> yeah, especially this time of year. I, I mean, oh yeah. I mean, I'm sacrificing sleep. I come straight <laughs> off a come straight off a night shifts in the morning yeah. and go straight to launch or straight to the water or, or get up at, at one and go fish two, three hours before work. Before work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, how yeah, mad, yeah. that's how mad I can get at them when you know, <laughs> are, are, are pushed in and feeding and, and, yeah. and the conditions set up right. I'm not going to miss the conditions are set up right. I'm not going to miss it. I'm Sometimes gonna, it's not when you're on the water, fish. dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to fish when you can. Put it oh way. yeah. Oh yeah. For sure, man. Um, well, cool. While we're talking about trout, I usually do a, a little segment uh, called Pick Three, which uh -huh. is, uh, you know, you you pick, uh, you share with everybody what you would have with you to target, say, speckled trout. Yeah. Rod, reel, setup, mine, lure. Okay, cool. Everybody yeah, run uh, down the three setups you'd have with you. you uh, man, my first setup would definitely be a baitcaster, you know, seven foot, 30 pound braid, you know, Probably 20 pound mono. I haven't done floral, but 20 pound uh, mono and a topwater spook, spook junior bone. Man, that's my confident topwater. I love that thing. You know, if the conditions are right, I would throw it all day, like you were talking about earlier. Yep. Throw it all day. There's something about that blow up, man. That topwater blow up. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, uh, I've i had some pretty good, some pretty good trout on some topwater. And, uh, but that'd be number one. Number two would definitely be, uh, a spinning setup like a 2500 and seven foot rod 10 pound i recently got into 10 pound braid uh only because i can cast that thing a mile oh yeah and uh 15 pound mono same thing and i would have i would have a jerk bait on that one for sure no i would have a i would have a paddle tail am i love the am lures man those yep. things stink like a mother but they work oh yeah they straight you know, garlic smell like you've been in olive garden like bathing <laughs> in their dipping sauce or something yeah man <laughs> and i like that they came out with uh i think it was a five five the or magnum six, yeah the big yeah one. The, the big one i love that one on a big old weedless weightless you know hook throwing it on top of some oyster or something man that's oh, yeah. that's definitely a go-to for mine and uh a third would be Probably another baitcaster. Baitcaster on a seven-foot rod, same thing, 30-pound braid. I like throwing jerk baits. I really yep. got into throwing a lot of big jerk baits. Mm -hmm. You know, Apollos, like yep. the, whatever, the, the, like the five or six-inch long. Vision 110, uh, Mega Bass yeah. makes some good ones. I was going to give a shout-out to Jeff Brown out of uh -huh. Florida. If nobody, look him up on, on Facebook. He's from the Pensacola area. Okay. He does custom painted uh, jerk baits, and I just oh, got yeah. a couple of from him, the 110 size, and they're painted like a speckled trout, baby nice. speckled trout. Exactly. And I, I've done trout. really well on those, and I've done well on some of his croaker imitation, his IU print, um, IU color schemes. Just okay. They're real iridescent purple. Yeah. Those look great, but he's done some really cool baits for me. Um, but yeah, yeah I, was, I was stoked to hear you say jerk bait because there's 
There's not yeah. a lot of people in Texas that use that tactic. Mm-hmm. That, and, that, and it and it's an it's an and an, like if they're not hungry, mm-hmm. you entice them with that rip 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 and wait. Balls. <laughs> Boom. Especially the it's, ones that suspend and don't float back to the surface. Exactly. Spinning jerk bait. It's kind of like a a catch two thousand. You know, it's a lip. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a twitch bait that does the same thing. It kind of pauses and suspends. The jerk yeah, yeah. baits, I, I use them a lot on the bath side, you know, when the water is, okay. you know, starting to get around 68, 65, 60 and cooler. Uh-huh. Um, okay. There's just something about that, the way that bait presents itself, like a, you know, just a moving bait fish. It kind of darts when you twitch it with slacking a line. It kind of darts from different directions, too. It kind of yeah. gives a vision of an injured fit, bait fish. And it, it exactly. really, if, if you can downsize, I know Matrix make, makes a pretty good one. Matrix baits makes a little yeah, smaller yeah. one. That, okay. that swims really well um you know i've had great success on those with some of the the, the ones that only run two foot on the flats over the sand yeah. pockets and then i have yeah. some great ones around the deeper shell and pylons and structures too mm-hmm. like that's one of my favorite basic throw dude i love throwing those yeah definitely <laughs> it, 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 even it's that pause that pause is what i get the most strikes on that pause it's that rip oh, yeah. rip 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 stop and it's, then a, that, it's a boom. thump too, just like a corporate yeah. thump getting when you pause like, it, just like that. They hit it like a freight rip train, yeah, rip the rod out of your hand. Yep. hand exactly. Sure enough, they sure will. If you're not expecting it, they'll, they'll yeah, sneak yeah. up on you. I've yeah, man. Some, that's, I've got some good corkies, man, but uh it's man, that's a patient, that's a patient game yeah. for me. It, it, it you gotta be you gotta be dedicated to that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. The other night I had them, I was over. Yeah, I was probably in about two foot of water, mm-hmm. flat. The grass is kind of backed off. It was pretty mm-hmm. clear. And I was working at Corky the same cadence, like a real fast twitch, like I would a top water. Okay. In the upper water column. It wasn't yeah, a floater, yeah, yeah. but I was keeping it in the upper water column. And they okay. were just straight crushing it like that. I was basically twitching as fast as I could reel it in. Really? Like burning it and twitching it. And they were freaking straight killing it. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's just so there's so many ways to throw put, to put a corky out there, man. It's yeah, just, it's it's all depends on like like just knowing what what the fish want, man. Sometimes yeah. they want that thing slow and just a twitch twitch here and there, or a slow pull and reel pull and reel, yeah. or just yeah, flutters yeah. real slow. But that night, dude, they was oh man, straight moonlight it. crushing it. That that, <laughs> that bay mystery. Bay Mistress, uh, yeah, custom yeah, corky, yeah, yeah. Texas Custom Lures, Custom Custom Corky, Bay Mistress. Nice, they man. was straight smashing. I, I gotta give, <laughs> I gotta give those corky the shot this winter, man. See if I can get that, uh, get that bite down. Yeah, they also make that double D. It's, it almost looks like a like a hard, like a soft tine. Okay, but it swims really well with just reeling it. You just reel really? it down. It'll swim about a foot and a half down, so it works okay. really good over submerged shell that's only you know two foot deep or so, yeah, three yeah. foot deep. Uh-huh. You just burn it and pause, burn it, pause, burn okay. and pause, burn it, pause, and then throw some twitches in there. It kind of gets erratic, but it swims pretty good just reeling it in. Jay, okay. Jay Watkins offers a lot of good uh, good tips on those, you know. Um, okay. That guy's just a flat-out legend, um, you know, in the Texas uh, big trout scene, just fishing in general, guiding and everything on the okay. boat side. But uh, he always hears some great, great stuff on his uh, Instagram and uh Man, those those lures are straight fire, man. I've I've used them for finicky redfish in the marsh, and they oh, just yeah? that pause, they just because it suspends too. It doesn't quite float up real fast. So when you 
when you burn it real fast and pause it oh. right in front of them, it's just sitting there. And it's just like that riff is like, Ooh. You know, what is it? What is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 and they got yeah. a really cool flash. They got a bone one with gold size. It's just fire in the market. Okay. Oh, man. They look so good when they. Oh, man, I already right got there. so much tackle. I might just oh, add some more to it. <laughs> like a tackle score in my garage. My wife. Yeah, goes, oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. She don't have any room. I got one whole side. <laughs> Can't even put a car in there. It's a That's kayak funny. trailer full of kayaks and a whole wall of oh, crap. Lures, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> man. So, yeah, San Antonio, man. What's up with Twin Lakes, man? We got uh, anybody doesn't know, which a lot of people in Texas do know, we got redfish in the freshwater. <laughs> yeah, man. A lot of people still freak out, you know, especially how big those fish can get, man. Oh, and yeah. There's some brutes in there. <laughs> there are some pigs in there. Seriously. And and, and it's it, they're a whole different version of redfish. You know, they're, yeah. they're a whole different category of redfish. You know, yeah, they look the same, but I'm talking these fish have 40 feet to dive into and oh, yeah. to hang on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, when, it, when you pull them up, you know, when they're really schooled up, you know, these I've caught... I've caught a 26 inch, I think it was 10 pounds, 10 pound redfish. Oh yeah. And he looked like he swallowed a football. That's how, mm-hmm. that's how fat he was. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, it, it's been, we're lucky to have him here in San Antonio. They definitely, uh, they definitely did right by putting those fish in, you know, to, you know, yeah. to bring more people out there. Um, and I think they stock like 750,000 between the two lakes. If I'm not, yeah. if I'm mistaken, you know, they do it, they do it yearly. Yearly. And, yeah, they got a uh, stocking yeah, program year round. Um, mm-hmm. They can't breed, so that's why they're continuously stocking. Um, yeah. Being yeah. in the fresh water, they, they cannot breed, but they all they do is eat and, and eat. eat. Yeah, <laughs> eat and swim, man. Eat and swim. Eat and swim. Man. Eat and swim. Yeah, for sure. And and, and uh, right now, uh, they're going for catfish, but uh, you yeah. can still get uh, you can still get a lot of reds. There is uh, it's a obviously a man-made lake and it's it's power and they're power a, plant lakes too so the water does lakes. stay warm yep yep, yep. so they use the lake they're, active, giant so they're growing all year yeah they're mm-hmm. growing all year so uh you can you can catch them around the warmer areas of the lake and you know where they're schooled up and you know they're still gorging on shad and you know tilapia and stuff like that and uh and they're fun man if you uh if you're trolling two rounds at a time and you run through a big old school you're definitely gonna double up and that's that's yeah. chaos and when you it's got pretty two, cool yeah, trolling around, rattle traps, crankbaits. Uh, yeah. Then you get on top of a school, you can pitch a uh, flutter spoon down to them and all that. I got yeah. to experience it for the first time, uh-huh. um, you know, a few months back at the uh, the Fanatic uh, okay. tournament there. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Caught my first few uh, freshwater redfish. It was pretty fun. I didn't get only big ones, but it's still fun because, you know, yeah. like you said, there's water. You're in 30, 20, 30, 40 foot of water, and those redfish, when you hook them deep, fight way different than a redfish on a flat. Big time. They They'll just got, pull got and power pull. And yeah. Oh, yeah. It's pretty, yeah. pretty dang cool. It's pretty neat you know, experience. What, man, when you're in the marsh, they're, you know, foot, two foot of water. Yeah. They're running away from you, but, you know, they get tired. Yeah. I mean, these fish, when you get hooked into them, they got so much room. And I like I like catching them on light tackle, you know, 2,500s, 2,000 yeah. sides reels. You know, yeah, just it, it, it's fun. You know what I mean? And if you yeah. get a big one that's over 35 inches, you're going to be fighting him for a while. Yeah, because I have one that was like 22 inches. I was like, man, this might be a good one. I might be in the money. <laughs> and I pull it up. It's like a four and a half, five, four and a half pound fish, which is big for a 22 inch fish. But yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's like, man, I thought I had, I thought it was a monster. bigger than that. <laughs> he was fighting. Oh my gosh. It was yeah, fighting. yeah. It was pretty dang yeah, cool. 
But yeah, yeah you um, you also guide up there, huh? Yeah, I do. I uh, so I've been taking out a family and friends, you know, for years, you know, yeah. past four or five years, and uh, <clears throat> and uh, it. My wife was like, you know, why don't you uh, once you get your guide license, you know, let's uh, why don't you start, you know, making it official, and uh, I did. I uh, I took a class actually with Rudy Anda. He's the other guy I got mm-hmm. out there too. You know, we went up to Houston and uh, did the class, got our CPR certs, did our voters ed. You know, it was probably like a three week process and uh, got my guide license. You know, got a, got the trailer with a double decker trailer on now and um, was fortunate enough to win a tournament and got another kayak. And I put me in a good position to where I could uh, take, you know, bigger groups, groups of three. And, and yeah. it's been fun. The summer was great, man. The summer, I mean, I, it was, if not every other day, definitely on the weekends I was booked. And, you know, being able to take those people out there and have them enjoy what I love doing was payment yeah. in itself, put it you that way. And aiding oh, people yeah. learning more, more, you know, tips, yeah. techniques, and everything. And it, tips it was right. fun. And I'm talking, yeah. you know, people that have been fished, has fished before, but never fished for redfish. And yeah. I had people that have never even been on a kayak before. And it was always those people who had never been on a kayak, that have never fished, that always caught the most. Oh yeah, or the mm-hmm. or the biggest. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, yeah what's, man, the, what's the, share with everybody the name of your your guy? Uh, it's the same thing. Third degree fishing. Third degree uh, fishing. Yeah, y'all follow this right there. You follow Mike along on the uh, Instagram. Yeah. Third underscore degree underscore fishing. Yep. Yeah, man. And, third degree fishing. God service. Uh, kayak God service. I guess you can call it. Yeah. Uh, you have a Facebook page for that also? Yeah, third, same third thing. Same thing with Facebook. And a yeah. YouTube channel. And a yep. YouTube, man. Uh, the inspiration behind the YouTube wasn't so much for the guiding. It was just uh, to really just to show people. It's like, just shared. Yep. Yeah, it was, to, it was to help people out, you know, showing that, you know, what I had been through and to, uh, right. to not give up. You know what I mean? I found what, what really mattered to me most and what helped me get through that hard time. And it just kind of just flowed right into being the guide, you know. And, yeah. You know, showing, sharing my experiences and, you know, what you can do just because you get knocked down, you can still get back up and still continue life. You know, a little different, little different lifestyle they got going on now because of the accident. Yeah. But, you know, it's still doable. You know what I mean? True. Right on, man. And you just, you just mentioned some, a tournament win. So, uh, you know, you, you have gotten involved in tournaments, which is awesome because I, I love them, too. I just love the thrill of competition and, yeah, and uh, you know, and all that. So, when when was that win? That was the Ho- Hobie tournament. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a Hobie owners down in Corpus. Uh, yeah, uh, down uh, Mike Morales with Fin Factory puts it on, and I had fished it uh, twice before, and of course just just for fun, just for you know hang out with the buddies and give it a shot, and uh, and um, but this last tournament uh, it was in an area that I had fished once or twice, and uh, I'd went out there a month before prior with my my now fishing partner Albert Guzman. And uh, we went out there and fished the area and didn't really find much. He actually broke his drive or broke his uh, the belt on his 360. Yeah. And luckily he had a motor, so he was able to hook it back. And I, I stayed in that area, caught a couple of fish, nothing too exciting. Yeah. And uh, the day before the tournament, I went out and, of course, I met up. Didn't meet up. I just saw other kayakers there. Uh, I think it was David Morset, Corey Ogle. And uh, we're all good friends. And we said, screw it. We'll just all kind of scout together. And. Yeah, man, we booked it across from the the boat launch all the way across the intercoastal, probably like a good four miles, four or five mm-hmm. miles, 
And uh, we said, screw it, we'll just start over there. We'll let the wind push us all the way back to the boat yeah. launch. And uh, so we fished that area. Nobody really caught much. And I drifted back to, uh, to the closest island to where the boat launch was at. And mm -hmm. uh, I came into this pocket. And I hit one, I think it was like a 25. I was like, all right, cool. Let me move over a little bit further over, like another 40, 50 yards down. And boom, I hit a 28. And mm -hmm. I hit that 28. And I was like, all right, that's it. I can't fit, I can't burn this area. The tournament's tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Let me throw him back, you know, and count my blessings. Yeah. Right. So next day, next morning, I think there was 60 or 70 of us, 70 of us mm -hmm. in that little marina. And uh, it was a shotgun launch. And yeah. me not oh, having man. a motor, yeah. me not having a motor, I was like, man, I got to book it. I got to book it. I got to beat everybody out there. And I don't think I've ever been that winded in my entire life on my oh, kayak. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it had that whole moving. Yeah, man. Moving power, yeah. Yeah, man. Like, as foot pirate. And I, and it was only my partner beat me because he had a motor. Yeah. And uh, another really good uh, buddy of mine, Eric, he had a, he had his Torquedo. Mm -hmm. And, of course, he smoked me out there. Yeah. Uh, but luckily, I was able to pull up to the area that I had found him in and nobody else was there no i mean there was people here and there and they Close were just kind of spread yeah. out you know yeah. and and uh man it was the best fishing day i've had in my entire life i don't think i'll ever have a a flat redfish day any better than than that day i had, I had one of those this year too <laughs> man i had a I had a triple limit i had caught 15 redfish over 25 by mm -hmm. 7 45 8 o'clock yep. and i was i was throwing back 26s 27s you yep. know but this, i think the second fish i caught was a 27 and three quarters and uh and i was just it was just I, I, like i had the hot hand it was there was no other way to explain it but it was just the best day i had in my entire life so far and um by 10 o'clock i had had the two fish no by nine o'clock i had the two fish that i wanted to turn in and but it was just kept hitting them kept hitting them yeah and me and uh my partner now albert we stayed in that area the entire day literally yeah. the entire day from from the time that we started fishing to the time that we left which was like maybe 45 minutes before the weigh-in time yeah we stayed there all day and we came out first i came out first he came out second mm -hmm. and uh it was there was one point there was one fish that he caught and i was like this this dude, it was dude. huge. Yeah, his dude's yeah. gonna beat me, and he's fishing right next to me. And I mean, I mean, either way, it was, it was, yeah. it was an incredible day. You know, having him next to me and and being able to to call him my partner now, it was, it was, it was, it was a good day. It was one that I'll I'll take to my grave. That if I ever do yeah. have kids, it'll be the day that I'll tell them that was my best fishing day ever. Yeah, yeah I was fortunate enough to come out with the win. Uh, I won a, a an outback and uh, some cash, and uh, it helped. It helped fund the. It helped jumpstart the guide service is what it really did. Right, that's awesome, you know? dude. Yeah, they and it was just one thing led to another, and it's it's. I've been grateful to have the the success I'm having lately. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That that type of day you had, it just when you have those days, just like man, you got to reflect on them. Oh, I, mean, I had that during the KFT tournament in uh, Kayak Fishing Texas group their tournament in June. I had wow. the exact same thing happen. I went to catch trout earlier. I got a decent keeper and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go launch to my redfish spot. I'm going to go find them. Okay. And I went straight out there and, you know, it was crazy by, you know, the first few casts, I think I had a 27 and a quarter right off the bat. 
Damn. And then I ended up catching the two 27.75s to max out the two redfish. No uh, kidding. Because it was a slot limit. And yeah, then yeah. Uh, I probably caught, I think I had seven or eight more fish that were 27, 27 and a quarter. Wow. And then over 25, I had, I probably caught 30 redfish that morning. Yeah. And I was off the water, you know, 1245 or so, 1230, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was done fishing. It was just insane. I launched there about 830, my second spot. So uh -huh. nine. 8:45 to 12:30. It was just on, man, on and it was like, and it was dead calm. It was supposed to be nasty weather that day, and it ended up being uh -huh. really nice. And the wind mm -hmm. was light, and the bite—I thought the bite was going to be tough, but it was just good. Gosh, they were just—it's it, crazy. It was just how one of them the days, man. Oh yeah, it was just insane. I, yeah, I like I like that when that happens, man. It just man, and they, it, those days are well. Let's put it this way: I've had. I can have more skunk trips than I can ever tell you about. So those skunk trips really humbled me when I had those that day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it mm -hmm. makes those days say so much sweeter. Put it that way. Yeah. Any plans coming up this year for tournament wise? You got some uh, big plans this year? We'll see what comes up on the schedule. Maybe it depends. I, I my my partner he's he's an avid tournament guy. He likes going out there and competing and. You know, if he if he eggs me on, you know, I'll join him on if it's a team tournament or something like that. Yeah. Or y'all just had a win for the uh, the cats event back in October, yeah. right? We yep. uh, it was him, man. It was he had the hot hand that day. We were yeah. able to split up and fish two different areas, and uh, I went to a confident area that I thought I was gonna, you know, just slay him, and mm -hmm. I caught twenty twos, twenty threes, and and luckily he went to his confident spot and he pulled out a fourth place fourth, fourth place win for us. Yeah, we got fourth place, and then big fish too, right? He got had the big fish. He yeah. had a giant. He had a pig. I think yeah, it was like a, an eight nine or something. Yeah, almost nine a nine pounder, man. Giant Huge. freaking slot red, man. Yeah, yeah, man. And uh, it's good fishing with him, man. He's uh, it's it's weird to say this, but he's like my yin, yin and yang. You know what I mean? Yep. Like uh, yeah. he has a different personality, completely different from mine. And uh, we kind of balance each other out, and it's it's fun fishing with him because yep. he can be this real high intense guy, and I can be real like the real low mellow guy, yeah. and just that's how focus. Mike is. A uh, Mike uh, Fiorenzi is to me. Oh, I'm yeah? the one that's all like hop, freaking <laughs> hoppy and jumping crazy, yeah, yeah, and he's yeah, a little yeah. more low key. And, yeah, yeah. And he fishes dirty water in different marsh areas up north. Yeah. And then I do that too, but I fish the flats down south. Yeah. Um, and that's how this year went for us. It, you know, those first few tournaments, the, you know, were we fished some stuff and, you know, he said, man, I haven't burned spoons in forever. I was like, yeah, I said, it's just, it's easy. You got it. <laughs> it's all good. And, yeah. uh, you know, he, he adapts well too to different conditions, which is yeah, great, yeah. you know, being able to, 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 to deal with all that, especially uh -huh. weather and, and different conditions that yeah. can have effect. But yeah, tournaments for me are just, I mean, I just love competition. It's pretty dangerous. And, and they're fun, man. They're, they're, they're exciting. Yeah, and the I mean, weigh-ins, the meet everybody's hanging out, have a couple cold beers or drinks, and mm -hmm. there's some food involved normally. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's all good. So anything for the upcoming season, you're looking forward to anything in particular? I know Galveston Redfish Series is coming back. Um, oh, yeah. Hunter Welch has, has got that going, a team event. Oh, um, nice. I know Saltwater Angler Pro Redfish League is supposed to have single-man events. Okay. And hopefully Cats – and Matt and all them get something together, or maybe have more than maybe have more than a few trails. Maybe they'll have those are those three are or fun four this year. Man. Oh yeah, yeah, those are fun tournaments. You know, uh, 
it, it's good. It, those tournaments are good, man. They're able to to push yourself. You know, it, it forces you to learn. It forces you to adapt. Right. You know, of course, there's some big money on the line, so uh, it takes you out of your comfort zone. And and uh, those are always good places to be. You know, to learn a lot, even if you don't take a trophy home or take any checks yeah. home. You're definitely gonna learn that that either fishing or after the fact of fishing. You know, talking yeah. to everybody. So yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll jump in a few. You know, uh, you know, I won. I I won the one that I wanted to win. Put it yeah. that way. I yeah. won. I, I I took it home, and you know, I'm always for everyone else enjoying that too. You know, so yeah, because you know, it's it's a great feeling to be standing and be around all your peers and you know friends that are there yeah. and. and it gets down and you hear the weights and you're like, okay, I'm heavier than that, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then you hear your name first place and you're just like, oh man, oh, man. the wave of emotion uh, is unexplainable. I mean, yeah. it's I pretty mean, damn cool feeling. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, and I was fishing against a lot of people that I look up to. I mean, a lot of people that I admire, you know, people that I take advice from and just to be able to stand, you know, and fish next to them and actually, you know, pull off a win. Yeah. You know, it puts all those scunt trips, you know, in perspective, like, hey, you, you don't, you kind of know what you're doing. And then, you know, to have the congrats, you know, the yeah. time on the water, you know, it's finally paying off. And for sure, to be able to, to be that and experience that with, you know, friends and, you know, people that I consider family now. Yeah. You know, it makes everything come full circle, put it that way. Definitely does. And I can't, I can't um, relay enough information about that what you just said that time on the water if there's yeah. anything that's repetitive from any of my guests on this show that's big time right there mm -hmm. time on the water does pay off anybody yeah. can list can read a fishing report and read this and say oh well they we're catching them right here and this and that and then you go there tomorrow and you're like man i didn't catch a damn thing exactly you got to know to adapt to the conditions Oh man! And what to throw? What bait present? Mm -hmm. Tide, wind, salooner times, all that good stuff all comes into play. And time on the water definitely helps figure and all the, that out. And the ability to have an open mind and yep. to to want to continue to learn, also, you know, not being so like tunnel vision. You got to be yep. able to to see the whole picture, not just that everything. Like you can't <laughs> just have this. I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna catch this fish. Yep. You gotta be able to like to to go find them, you know, because yep. fish have tails, man. They're gonna move, yeah, and they move they're gonna go too. wherever they want. Damn, Skippy, right <laughs> on, man. Well, dude, I really appreciate you coming on, um, sharing your story too, and yeah, uh, all the info out there. Everybody listening, um, y'all make sure to give Mike a follow on Instagram. Uh, scrolling across the bottom right there, and if you're you're uh, watching, you can see it. If you're listening, yeah, um, third degree fishing is third. 3rd underscore fishing underscore. I mean, third 3rd <laughs> underscore degree underscore fishing. Yeah, um, same on thing Instagram. with Instagram. Yeah, Facebook, third degree YouTube. fishing. He's on Facebook. He's on YouTube. Check yeah. his channel out. Um, if you're in the San Antonio area or nearby and want to go catch some freshwater reds, give him a holler. Um, and uh, see you on the water, hopefully, pretty dang soon. Yeah, um, man. Get ready for a, a Pal and Finn chasing the tide uh, online uh, CPR trout tournament coming up uh, early part of next year, maybe or maybe February or March. Mm -hmm. um, we'll do a little uh, kayak winter trout showdown. Uh, nice. Try to get some of the guys from you know Mississippi, Florida, and all that to join in. We had a pretty good turnout last year, um, so hopefully uh, 
we'll get that ball rolling, get some prizes and stuff in. And uh, from our show supporters, uh, we have uh, Doran Co. and Waterloo are, are big supporters of the show. Um, we appreciate the support from uh, you guys out there, too. Uh, the listeners, without y'all, we could not make this possible. Um, we thank uh, each and every one of you for tuning in and checking this uh, segment out. And with that, we're going to wrap it up, and we'll catch y'all next time on Chasing the Tide. Yes, sir.